0: Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe D'Amino. On this episode, we talk with the guru of living an interesting life, Dave Letterfly Noterer. These days, Dave is a traveling artist and is a top producer of old-school pinstriping, hand-painted lettering, gold-leaf inscriptions, and airbrushed imagery on motorcycles, hot rods, guitars, cake mixers, and even top-shelf motorhomes. Writing fills every available moment of his life. Dave is quick to point out that everyone's mixture of life's challenges is divinely choreographed to help us discover our true purpose. According to Dave, the smartest thing he ever did was run away and join the circus. He explains this and so much more. He's a great cat. Enjoy this interview.
1: Dave, thank you for taking a minute up. I appreciate it. Yeah. First and foremost, before we get into your life and what you do, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? How did you get through the last couple of years? And how has it changed the way that you do things now?
2: Well, I apparently was one of the fortunate people with uh, covid because, uh, of, I guess because of my lifestyle and my clientele, I'm a motorcycle artist and I have a route of Harley Davidson stores. And if you'll recall the COVID, uh, the COVID thing, uh, they, they, what do you call it? They shut down all gatherings of 50 people or more. So that meant that events were being uh, shut down right and left. And because I'm an artist and I go to Harley Davidson stores, they couldn't have their regular event in the parking lot. You, You know, if they have a rock and roll band and burgers and beer and stuff, but they were very, very happy that I was available to come and uh put my pinstriping booth in their parking lot, so they could advertise there was something going on at the store. I actually had a great year, and because I'm outdoors all the time i never i have yet to catch covid I haven't caught it well, I, th- wow. I think it's because of the my active lifestyle, plus I'm outdoors and i'm healthy uh so I actually had a good year that year.
1: Good for you. Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts of what you do. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. One of them looks okay. up and says, "One of them says, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that, child?
2: Well, I'm an artist, and I do everything the old-fashioned way, and that is by hand with paint, because when I started, it was before computers. So when we needed a design, you probably, I don't know how old you are, but Back in the olden days, when they needed a drawing, they took out, uh, they had what, uh, you know, they had, what did they call They They were called draftsmen. They'd take rulers and compasses out, and they would make a drawing with a pencil on a piece of paper. Uh, Nowadays, you use a computer to do all that stuff. But I started before the computer, and then I became a, a sign painter, and an artist and I learned how to do essentially all the things you do today on a computer except by hand with paint. You know, mix the colors and make them gradate from one to another, make thin lines and, and uh, affect shadows and highlights and different things to, to, to make, to enhance the image all by hand. Uh, as the result of being an artist and developing the artist mindset.
1: So, you know, it just sounds like on paper, you know, as an artist and an illustrator and, you know, the guru of living an interesting life, it seems like if you were in the third grade, this would have been a life that you would have envisioned.
2: Well, when I was in the third grade, my, uh, my career path was already probably opening up to me because... In the third grade, one day in class, the principal comes to uh, our class, comes in and talks to my teacher, and then the teacher points me out, and then the principal gives, gives me the signal to come with her, and I did not know what was going on. And out in the hallway, there were two other students from other classes, and we were taken to the gymnasium to paint scenery for a school play. Uh, apparently the people around me were noticing that I had a gift and uh so it, it it was probably inevitable. I would guess maybe that's the right word to say.
1: You bet. So who were some artists that, you know, th- you know, when you were younger and even now that really sway you and inspire you with your style?
2: With my Uh, style, uh, in, when I was in like grade school, I used to get the mad magazine and that had the, you know, the crazy, uh, caricatures and cartoon style, uh, that was kind of, that I admired. And then there was the rat think, the hot rod, the, the old surfer, uh, you know, decorations that those guys liked. And then, uh, uh, even when I was a sign painter, I was not ever content just doing plain big mufflers, you know, tune ups and stuff like that. I always wanted the stuff that was more sensational. So I ended up, uh, going out and finding out, finding these, uh, jobs that were more sensational like uh, in the summertime uh, at the fairgrounds where the, where the carnival was, those people wanted uh, all kinds of entertaining things, you know, de- decorative uh, scroll work with clowns, with cotton candy and even monsters and Frankensteins and science fiction robots, sexy girls and all this kind of stuff. That's what they wanted on their, painted on their equipment, and I found a great place to develop my talents Uh, in my 20s on the fairgrounds, and it it seemed like each chapter where I was uh, developing my skills led to the next uh, echelon. And by the time I was almost 40, my main gig was putting airbrushed murals on the backs of motorhomes.
1: So talk to me a little bit about, you know, the one thing that's key to us in our lives are people that inspire us. Who has been a role model or a hero for you in their in your life? Oh, I've had a, wh-
2: a whole series of uh, uh, admirable uh, role model mentors throughout my life, not only uh, with horsemanship. Classic horsemanship has been a passion of mine for pretty much half of my life, and I was led to some very, very fascinating uh, horsemanship greats throughout my life. And then with the, uh, with developing my artistic skills, there have been, uh, several, uh, outstanding, uh, craftsmen that excelled in a particular aspect of the sign trade that I admired. And because I've had an itinerant, uh, career lifestyle, I had the ability to seek these people out and and learn from them. Uh some of them would include uh a man up in Michigan, Ken Soderback, who restored antique fire engines and put the old-time gold leaf uh, scrolls and floral decor and miles of pinstriping on the old-fashioned uh firefighting apparatus. And then another one was the uh uh president of the Equine Artists Association, uh, a, a, uh Werner Wrench and uh and then there were there have been countless others, uh pinstriping guys, airbrushing guys, uh, custom paint guys, and uh the, yeah, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm constantly in search of yet I'm a I'm a lifelong learner. So, there, yeah, there's there's always going to be somebody else I'm going to seek out uh, at, to learn from.
1: So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would you love to meet and talk to?
2: Who would I love to meet and talk to? That's a great question.
1: It would probably be,
2: yeah, it would probably be live or dead. It would probably yeah, either, either be either Eric, Eric Sloan. Eric Sloane had an had a fascinating life that started uh similar to mine and he became a renowned uh artist uh especially noted for his clouds. He ended up becoming one of the, or the most acclaimed uh cloud painter and there's a lot of his uh artwork around Washington DC and in some pretty uh impressive uh uh, places. So it would probably be yeah, Eric Sloan. He was an incredible artist.
1: Yeah. So every day we get up, we, we're we're motivated to get out of bed and to live our lives and do what we want to do. What's the main motivator for you? What do you want to do every day you wake up?
2: Well, i I'm at the point now in my life it's about be being a blessing to other people. And so what gets me out of bed in the morning is uh I'm writing. I'm working on the next book and, uh, I've got, uh, four of them in the works right now. Uh, one of them is just about ready to, to get published and it's, it's sort of a guidebook. It's kind of a, uh, a, a way for me to share what it was that I ended up discovering as the result of going through this turbulent life that I've been living, uh, that's got a, uh, set of um, I guess formulas maybe for for living a happy life being being productive, having a positive attitude and uh and continuing to uh, do things so that an interesting life unfolds
1: so at the end of the day, how do you quantify a good day when you lean back in the easy chair and look at the day? how do you say, man, that was a great day
2: oh that that see there again that each day looks different, but typically, because I'm a heavy hitter and a busy guy that gets a lot done, uh, I can. at the end of a lot of days, I'm going, my God, we sure did pack a lot into this day. And then there are other times where it's time to uh, pause and get quiet, uh, get some rest and maybe m- meditate and uh, be not so... Be not quite so busy, and, uh, and I guess that would be a regeneration, uh, phase, or, uh, e- even though my mind is percolating the whole time, uh, on, on, because I got so many irons in the fire. So sometimes you just gotta get quiet and, uh, allow the, uh, what do you call it the energies to uh, settle down a
1: little bit for sure, so yeah. you know as the as the guru of living an interesting life, you've been down a lot of trails, a lot of wisdom. Let's say you have a dream tonight you run into your twenty year old version of yourself, and you could give your young version a piece of advice based on what you've learned in your life, the wisdom that you've gained. What would you tell your young version i
2: I as a 20 year old
1: I was intensely
2: self sufficient and I was not open to the suggestions from the wisdom that was around me because I was probably considered myself you know uh a, quite an Einstein at that age it, I it might be part of that uh part of that thing so I think what the kind of advice that I would give myself would be to uh find a way to uh remain humble and open and receptive because there's even more we have access to even more uh as uh, as the result of uh becoming an observer of what it is that we are surrounded with and it's much more than what we can create in our finite Uh, minds. So my advice would be, yeah.
1: Yeah. So of all of the people that you've touched with your artwork and and your writing and and the collective work that you, you put out there, what's been one of the best fan letters you've ever gotten?
2: I got an email last year from a kid. Well, he was a kid and he ended up saying that his family was around the fairgrounds. Uh, They had some uh, concession operations. And when he was eight years old, he watched me uh, decorating the carnival equipment, and he made the decision when he was eight years old that that's what he was going to do when he grew up. And now he is a traveling sign painter, And his claim to fame is he put the paint job on the grave digger.
1: Wow. So, you know, the one one quote that keeps popping out in your bio is the smartest thing you ever did was run away and join the circus. But, you know, all of these people in society and parents always say, whatever you do, don't join the circus. So talk to me about what that means for you to join the circus, run away and join the circus.
2: The well, that's something that I actually did. My dad was actually uh, very, very fond of all kinds of interesting things like steam locomotives and dirigibles and, and, uh, uh you know, uh, tall ships and even the circus. And, uh, a lot of these things that he dearly loved are d- no longer exist anymore. And, uh, I was imprinted as a child with my dad's love for the circus, and I think that there was a uh maybe a an attempt to get his attention by my becoming fascinated with the circus or perhaps uh val- you know validate something that my dad loved, even though as a teenager when he realized that that's what i was go, uh, intended to go do. He was dead set against it uh but he, in he he ended up coming around as he ended up as the years went by and he realized I was living an interesting life and i was uh I was quite successful and even uh and then by the by my late twenties he ended up after his retirement he was able to to go hey, what the heck um, I'm going to get a VW bus I can camp out in and go follow that kid around and have a blast myself. And we spent the summer together in show business. So it was kind of a it was kind of a, uh, a tug of war at one time, but then it ended up becoming a uh, um, what do you call it a uh, a medium for healing and uh connecting between my dad and myself now uh i actually did join the circus as at 16 years old and the reason that i credit that as being a a good thing to do is because of what it is that i learned that i was able to apply later in life when uh, opportunities as a sign painter began to evaporate because of the computer I had the, uh, mindset of a showman and I was able to evolve into the next logical step. And, uh, even when, and then at, uh, at one point, uh, when I discovered a huge market for putting murals on the backsides of motorhomes with the airbrush, that clientele, since they are itinerant, they clump up in a different location every week somewhere in the country. Because of my background with the circus, I knew how to travel and I put together a route of motorhome rallies and motorhome, uh, on-site, uh, project opportunities that just kept me on the road, uh, for a, for a period of nine solid years Because of my background And because of that I became a, the uh, most prolific Of the motorhome uh, mural artists In the country And then that that's what attracted the attention Of the large RV dealership Where I became the uh, resident artist Here in T- Tampa, Florida Which ended up uh, allowing me To have the ability To have a home of my own which I enjoy today.
1: Everyone out there has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are in all these different capacities, your family, your friends, your clients, but you're the one that's living your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
2: Oh, it's kind of nice to be able to be reminded. I had two people in one day that told me that uh, you are the most enthusiastic, optimistic, encouraging person that I know. And I think I get that blessing uh, as the result of not only my uh, upbringing, but uh, especially the perception that I've accumulated as the result of this interesting lifestyle that I live. Uh, because it, it's not always all adventure and uh, applause and gratitude and stuff. There are certainly challenges that are that occur along the way and uh, because of the ever-changing atmosphere that's taking place with this lifestyle, I've had to learn how to be flexible and especially uh, quick to discard anything that uh, isn't, that is going to interfere with my forward momentum. So uh, that's another reason why I credit the the interesting background with giving me a, a leg up on uh finding uh an interesting way to continue with a creative career that's it just keeps getting better and better
1: and better. Oh so, absolutely. Dave, if anyone out there wants to learn more about you, your books, your your artwork, anything related to you, where's the best place for them to go? The absolute best place is my website, which is easy to
2: remember. It's called letterfly.com. And that's L E T T E R F as in Frank, L-Y, dot com.
1: Beautiful. eight hey, days. thank you for opening up. You have a fascinating story, a great heart. Thank you for, for giving me a little bit of your time to present to the world. I appreciate it. Really? I enjoyed it, too. That was fun. Let's do it again.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on YouTube. You can visit us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.